0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com.
1: This week it's episode 240, and we're talking about the Festival of San Juan.
0: You've probably never heard of the Festival of San Juan, and to be honest, until about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, we hadn't either. So here's your opportunity to find out.
1: The reason we're talking about San Juan is because we have just celebrated it. So our last week has been full of San Juan festivities. Last week was kind of bureaucratic to begin with, but then as the week went on, we spent more time at the beach, more time getting ready for San Juan, and uh, on Saturday night was the, the big night. We went to the beach, had bonfires, and well, we'll tell you more about it later.
0: Long-time listeners might remember way back in prehistory when we did a summer camp in Dario near Bilbao in northern Spain. Uh, we had... Uh, guy that we talked with there, Gary, come and stay with us for the few days over San Juan. It was, it was a happy coincidence. We didn't know that that was going to be on when uh, he organized to come and stay. So that was really good, being able to kind of share it with him and, and loop back to one of our earlier Spain experiences.
1: And another interesting coincidence, you might remember we did a podcast ages and ages and ages ago about uh, teaching English in Korea and Craig did an interview with Griffin and Valerie Stewart. Well, they decided to come and visit us as well. They spent a couple of days with us, and now they're living across the hall.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, all about the nostalgia here in episode 240.
1: It's sweet. It's wonderful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as you know, we're all about independent travel, but sometimes it just makes sense to do a tour. So we've organized 15% off day tours with Urban Adventures. They're the day tours that we first look for when we're traveling. are uh, always local guides and local companies, so it's great. Uh, check them out through com slash tours and use the indie travel coupon at checkout to uh, get a discount with any urban adventures. Yeah,
1: that's I-N-D-I-E travel, all one word. Yep. Not I-N-D-I as uh, the nice person at the bank thought. No, it was at uh, the Wi-Fi, the, the internet company, yep. when I told them what Craig's email address was. Came back, Greg at Indie without an eye, travel.
0: Uh, yeah it, it's That's hard right. to send contracts if you have the wrong address it was hilarious <laughs> cloudhead art posted on our facebook page the other day saying that a new volunteer has uh, organized to come and stay with them and work with those people in salta in argentina and first heard about them through the indie travel podcast yeah so that is excellent um once again, there's an old podcast you can go and listen to <laughs> if you haven't already, all about cloudhead art and the work that Lee and Noah are doing in uh, in Salta.
1: And something that we have not done a podcast about, but I think we'd like to. We have it in the works, don't we? Kiva? Yeah. We have talked about them before. They're a uh, micro-enterprise funding program. And uh, the Indie Travel Group has donated or contributed over $13,000 So we're really excited about that. We've reached that, and now we're going for twenty thousand. Come on, guys!
0: Yeah, twenty k by the end of the year would be an awesome thing. Uh, You can find out more about that at kiva k i v a dot org, and then tag on slash team slash indie travel to join the indie travel podcast team.
1: Yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. We we really like it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a good way to do things.
1: Well, San Juan. Let's talk about San Juan.
0: No, let's not. Okay. (laughs) Go on then.
1: Well, as you said before, we just had an amazing weekend celebrating San Juan. Here in Coruña. it's the biggest festival of the whole, whole year, and it's enormous. It goes on all month, with the main event happening on the night of the 23rd of, of June, which is the eve of San Juan. Uh, and there's all sorts of things going on, bonfires on the beach, uh, things going up in flames, fireworks, etc. And in fact, the festival has been declared of uh, national touristic interest, so it's, it's definitely a big thing.
0: Yeah, and that was proven. I think Akaruna has got somewhere between a quarter of a million and three hundred thousand inhabitants, and I think at least a third of them um, we bumped into <laughs> on the night. Not physically. Uh, it was it was huge. Uh, there's the the main cove here is a couple of k's long, and it was just packed with people. It was amazing. And uh, and those who
1: weren't on the beach were in the streets because. All of the restaurants had special offers on, they were cooking sardines out and barbecues in the street. It was brilliant.
0: Yeah, a few streets were actually blocked by people that had like pulled out bathtubs and filled it up with firewood and set yeah. it on fire in order to uh, you know, make their own homemade barbecues. Yeah, so mostly in, it was half a prom- barrel though. Impromptu street parties were definitely the way to go.
1: So I was looking into why why we have this huge festival and apparently um, all over Europe people have been Celebrating San Juan for I don't know for hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's like Saint a, John. Saint John, yeah.
0: So it's the summer solstice. Uh, so it's obviously got its roots in um, I guess you call them pagan, definitely pre-Christian tradition. Um, but then got picked up by the followers of Saint John and, and turned into his festival. Yeah,
1: it's so all over Europe. People were burning furniture. I wonder if it was like a, a spring cleaning thing.
0: Yeah, maybe. And
1: it's quite appropriate because we noticed the bonfire next to us on the beach on, on the night of San Juan. They were burning all these chairs. And we were like, what? Why are you burning chairs? And when I was looking into this, I was like, ah, makes sense then. They're just keeping with tradition.
0: Because we couldn't figure it out. We're like, furniture here is so expensive. Why would you burn it? Um,
1: It must have been broken or old or just not not up to scratch anymore. Yeah.
0: Um, But what was happening all day is we'd see um, groups of people walking past and they'd take one of the big rubbish bins off the street uh, the big skips that everyone dumps their household rubbish into and they'd be pushing this along the street and going and knocking on doors and asking for any scrap wood or things like that
1: really I've not seen anyone yeah. knocking on doors it's Did amazing it? no. yeah yeah hilarious
0: uh, raiding construction sites to <laughs> come up with bits of scrap wood and these bonfires went up all over the beach and i mean like all over. There were hundreds of bonfires, ranging from ones that just sat maybe a metre or so high with wood and ones that were 10, 12 foot high.
1: Yeah, now there was also a big papier-mâché representation of the major events of the year. It was, what, like three or four metres high? It was down the other end of the beach, so we didn't see it burn. But uh, apparently it was made by someone from Valencia, and Valencia for San Jose, or St. James, um, they, they have a big celebration where they burn all sorts of things like that. Also, I was reading in Alicante from the, from the 1920s, they started to burn these paper mache um, structures. And uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a big tradition. The tradition in Arcarunia, the the kind of formal San Juan celebrations only started in 1970, but now it's the biggest event of the year here.
0: Yeah, and the activities go on all month. So there's stuff to lead into it. There's uh, concerts, there's sardinadas where uh, you cook up a whole bunch of sardines. There's processions and there's competitions to choose. It's not really a beauty pageant, but it's kind of uh, to choose representatives from amongst the, the youth to be the the key people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the, the mega or the witch. Mm. It's the witch of St. John. There used to be a tradition that you know people were scared of witches, but then uh, from the 1970s as well, from 1970, they started having a competition to choose the Mega of San Juan. They have a young Mega and an older mega. The older Mega has to be between 16 and 30, and I think the younger one is, is about 12. So it's quite funny. It's like Miss San Juan, and <laughs> Miss San
0: Juan. <laughs> yeah, it's quite cute seeing all of these kids running around in their witch costumes. And- <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're still in the middle of June, and uh, the celebrations are still going on. It's going to finish at the end of the month with a, a ceremony of homage to the, to the flag of, of Spain. So that can be interesting.
0: Smooth. I bet there's a few people that would like to uh, see that on the bonfire as well, having <laughs> 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 politics in Spain. Uh, well, We've talked about the sardines a little bit. Do you know where that came from?
1: I have no idea, but apparently it's quite recent. Yeah. I was really lucky yeah. because I'm teaching English here. And uh, last Thursday, I had two students, both of whom told me all about some of the traditions. So uh, one of them, of course, is the Magus, which we talked about just before. Another one is the Bonfires, which, you know, look pretty, but there's also a bit of tradition there, because you can burn your furniture, as we mentioned, but you could also burn for example, your school notes. One of my younger students said that her classmates were looking forward to burning all of their books and burning all of their notes. She said that she didn't want to because she wanted to give them to her brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So burning things and kind of, I guess, rounding off the year. Um, It's the longest day and shortest night of the year, so it's kind of this let go of the the old and and begin something new. Mm -hmm. And uh, another thing they do around that idea of I guess new starts or purification is to jump over the bonfire. So traditionally you jump over three times. Yeah, and Um, you can make a wish. Yeah.
1: Another thing that they did was um, all along the beach and in various places around the city there were urns with paper beside them. So you wrote something on the paper and you dropped it into the urn and uh, later it would be burned. So it was another way of kind of ending something or trying to... I don't know some sort of ceremony of getting rid of negative thoughts or negative processes which I thought was quite cool
0: yeah this big paper mache uh creation uh, was interesting because it had symbols from a lot of the the stuff that happened that year and stuff that was traditionally bad like the big bank bailout um, a local cyclist that got pulled up for doping mm-hmm. um, but then it had stuff that I was good, like their football team moved up to the premier division from mm-hmm. the secondary division and, um, you know, they got, they got a a new, mayor. new mayors, and some people I talked to were undecided as to whether that was good or bad, but, um, <laughs> you know, so it was both positive and negative things, but it, it was just big sim- events It year. symbolized, yeah, everything that had happened that year. So it's kind of time for a new start. I guess that ties in with the, the purification ceremony the next day.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well... The purification ceremony is quite interesting because what you have to do is the day before, on the day of the bonfire night, you get seven herbs. And they have to be seven different herbs and they have to be fragrant, but it doesn't matter too much what they are. My student who told me about it said that she knew all the places and she'd wander around and get them. And one year she prepared about, what was it, about 20 or 30 different bunches. And then you uh, you leave the bunch of herbs in water overnight. Then in the morning... You take the water from there and you, you wash your face with it. You're not allowed to tell yourself off, though, as we were told by <laughs> our landlords. We, the next morning, after the bonfires, we heard a knock on the door and it was our landlord saying, I've brought you some water. <laughs> and she had this bowl <laughs> with the seven different herbs in it. It smelled really, really good. What wasn't there. I think it was like mint and thyme and honeysuckle, all sorts of things. Yeah, Not seven, obviously. And she said, now, you have to wash your face with it. And don't don't towel off, you have to just let it dry. And she said this, mm, it took about five minutes to say that. <laughs> she likes to explain things very carefully. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was a really it nice was. nice gesture on her part, and it was also great for us to be able to take part in the, um, in the celebrations and in the, in the tradition.
0: Yeah, I guess it combines, well, that you end up stinking of smoke. <laughs> um, from being in the bonfires and, and jumping over them and everything smoky, smoky, smoky. And then the next morning you kind of wash with this fragrant, sweet-smelling water. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's a really nice kind of ritual and tradition that has all of the, the symbolism you could possibly want.
1: Yeah, and my student told me that what you can do is hang up the herbs after you've, after you've emptied out the water, hang them up to dry, and then leave them until the next year and in the next year's bonfire, you can throw them onto the bonfire, and it's like another ending of the year. Mm. Um, although I talked to Oliva's friend Alba, and she said she keeps the herbs but doesn't burn them. So I'm not sure what she does with them, but maybe it just makes her room smell nice. Yeah,
0: well, it's a nice keepsake, isn't it? Yeah, to yeah. remember every year you've got a physical connection to uh-huh. each point in time. Um, and there is a strongly alcoholic drink which we didn't see anywhere.
1: No, I really wanted to try it. Apparently, it's quite often made at weddings as well, so it's not uh-huh. just about San Juan. It's made with agua fruit, a lot of sugar, and then it's burned, so you light it on fire, and apparently it's really good.
0: Yeah, but I didn't see it anywhere, I didn't see it advertised in any of the bars, so it must oh. have just been something we missed, because yeah. we weren't in the know.
1: We'll just have to get invited to a wedding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll try and hook that up in the next couple of months.
1: <laughs> so I think we've really talked about what our night was like, but um, we... We slept in on the day, and we didn't do much during the day, but apparently there were all sorts of things going on, processions and parties and things. people walking through the streets. We did see one thing. Yeah. Um, they were down by, the, down by the beach playing bagpipes, and it was a band, and they were all dressed up. It was magic.
0: Yeah, and then we also saw another small, uh, well, the end of a ceremony where they were honouring uh, King Alfonso uh, dressed up in, in period garb and with a, a brass band. Yep. So there was lots of stuff going on, and there were plenty of official timetables everywhere. Oh, yeah. But uh, being the lazy bums that we were, we just went out wandering and followed the music and saw what we saw.
1: I think the thing is that you couldn't possibly do everything.
0: No, you definitely <coughs> couldn't. There was There's stuff so all much over going the city, That's all right. at different times.
1: So what we did was we just went out about six o'clock to meet Oliva Guillier and the rest, went down to the beach, found ourselves a spot. Luckily, uh, Spain was playing France, I think, that night. Mm. And so a lot of people weren't there. <laughs> uh, they came down later on. But it meant that there was space on the beach. We found a really nice spot, set up our barbecue, and uh, just relaxed for a couple of hours and started cooking, which of course took ages because we were cooking on coal. Then people started lighting the bonfires all around us. It was magic. Mm. We walked back up the steps so we you could have a good look out on the beach and... the the lights just started coming on and coming on as the sun went down. Of course, it was the longest day of the year, so it got dark really late, what, about 10.45 or something like that? Yeah,
0: it was close to 11. And then the the official time to start your bonfire and the time when all the fireworks went off and everything like that was midnight. Uh So, yeah, at midnight there was just a sudden gathering and um even walking around at two thirty three o'clock there were still a couple of bonfires that hadn't been lit yet yeah so i think I'm those sure. people were the uh the long staying partiers that were waiting <laughs> waiting waiting um <laughs> but to, you didn't need it it was, to to warm. It was a warm night oh yeah yeah yeah
1: also there was lots of music going on down way down the other end of the beach there was a big stage and you could just hear the music from where we were
0: yeah, there was a DJ set, and then a live band was playing later. And, and there was a
1: light show going on yeah. down there as well.
0: And there were marching bands and uh, kind of samba bands all, all over the things. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And the other thing that people were doing were letting off those lanterns, those big paper lanterns that have a um, a candle or a flame at the bottom, which propels them upwards. So there were a group of people letting them off just by us. And then just after midnight, there was a huge display from the other end of the beach mm. of... I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of them going up. It was yeah, really cool,
0: all all at the same time. It was something that I'd associate with Thailand, yeah. And uh, because but, we, were we were there, someone yeah. asked us,
1: "Were you there for that?" And we we're like, "Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah." <laughs> but um, said it had never been done before, so it might yeah. be the start of a new tradition. Well, I suppose we didn't see the uh, the huge, amazing event when it all went up at once in Chiang Mai. We just saw them going off one one at a time, but it was still pretty impressive.
0: Mm, absolutely. So that's San Juan and the uh twenty third of June each year. Hopefully you'll make it up this uh this way one year to see it. And it's also the kind of the beginning of the summer tourist season. Mm-hmm. So it's uh you you manage to skip out the people that come in July and August when the weather admittedly is a bit more settled. But uh yeah, it's it's just the start of the start of summer and you can already feel at the atmosphere changing in the city, eh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. cool. I feel really excited to be here for summer.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, we're trying to make our plans for the rest of the year at the moment. So if you have any, uh, any advice about awesome places to go in Spain or Portugal, um, or elsewhere, I guess, but we're focused on Spain and Portugal at the moment, then please let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of travel blogging conferences that come up, and we're kind of thinking about maybe going to the maybe... But I don't know. I'm hoping there's some more interesting things around the place that you guys can tell us about and yeah. uh that would be a lot more fun.
1: Yeah, we don't we don't tend to do very well at planning things. We just mm. like San Juan. Oh we just happen to be here. Yep. La Tomatina. Oh
0: gosh, it's on now. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, oops. <laughs> yeah, we'll
1: probably end up in San Fermin next time. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, if you've got some stories to tell about this year's San Fermin, if you want to meet other travellers, if you've got questions about what we talked about today or anything to do about travel, come to IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums, grab a community account and join in the conversation. There's forums there and uh, you can update your status as well.
1: Don't forget that you can help us keep travelling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, slash hostels, slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online.
0: We've also got a library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books, uh, books to help you travel more and travel well.
1: And if you'd like to help us out but not give us any money, just tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast. Invite them to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Indie Travel. We'll leave a five-star review for us on
0: iTunes. Yeah, or in the fancy new uh, Apple iTunes podcasting app. That they've just released Very today. Exciting. So if you've got an iPhone or an iPad, um, that new podcast app is much easier to navigate than the uh, the iTunes Music Store. It's nice.
1: Excellent. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.